0: The heads are gone. Taken. Taken by the headless horseman. Taken back to hell. Pardon, I, I don't. Perhaps you had better sit down. Yes. The horseman was a Hessian mercenary sent to these shores by German princes to keep Americans under the yoke of England. But unlike his compatriots, who came for money, a horseman came for love of carnage. When battle was joined, there you'd find him. He rode a giant black steed in Bearden. He was infamous for riding his horse hard into battle chopping off heads of the it filed his teeth down to sharp points and to the ferocity of his appearance. But this butcher didn't finally reach his end until the winter of 79, not far from here, in our western woods. He chopped off his head with his own sword. Even today, the western woods is a haunted place where brave men will not venture. For what was planted in the ground that day was a seed of evil. And so it has been for 20 years. And now the Hessian wakes. He's on the rampage, cutting off heads where he finds them. Are you saying? Is that what you believe? Seeing is believing.
1: Welcome Welcome back to the show, everybody. everybody. (laughs) I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yes, always. This is a good example of a movie that may not, uh, you might think would be in our format, or our wheelhouse, but... I think that we can find reasons to tie it into our podcast.
2: It's got Johnny Depp running around in tight pants. And has
1: Miranda Richardson in that fucking dress at the end.
2: I mean, she is a drag queen in this movie. Yeah. We love it. Everybody listening, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these are, are the, the movies that,
1: movies that made, made us gay. gay. I'm trying to think of like a Paul Freeze <laughs> line from the ride. <laughs>
2: Well, Scott. I mean, let's talk a little bit about this uh, this timeless classic. And welcome back, our superstar guest.
1: Welcome back to the show, Billy Roach, our resident straight. Billy. Thanks Billy. for
2: having me again.
3: Yeah, and I mean,
1: you love Halloween in October, so I mean, I had to bring you back on d- for October. It's
3: totally, yeah, I've been celebrating since, since September 1st, so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it is Halloween season. Halloween yes. season, 61 well, days of well, Halloween. we LCD. decided
1: to watch Sleepy Hollow, directed by Tim Burton, released November 17th, 1999. Wow. I mean, this is our 11th 99 movie, but who's counting anymore? Wait,
2: how many 99 movies? I think we, we've done 11. That's, that is crazy. Like 11. The, the
1: number is meaningless now. <laughs> now that we're over 10. A
2: 1999, it's a great year for movies, as we've constantly yeah. pointed out. In 99 this, was a great in year And this year movie
1: those. kind of snuck in right before Thanksgiving of
2: that year. Okay. I do remember it was a Thanksgiving movie right around my birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. So this is our second Tim Burton movie. We've only done Batman Returns. We could definitely do movies like Edward Scissorhands or Mars Attacks. But yeah, we landed on Sleepy Hollow, a movie that I think is super underrated of his
3: catalog.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of, I had it in my notes. I I keep referring to it as a a minor Tim Burton hit, but it's pretty iconic as far as his aesthetic, as far as his look.
3: Oh, yeah, it's got a lot of the great, like, Tim Burton classic things that he brings to a film.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: We'll, we'll definitely get into Tim those Isms. later in the episode, but I mm-hmm. wanted to start out tonight's show with a little Tim Burton quiz. Sure. I thought of this on the way to your car to your ma's house today. Okay. I like to do quizzes, so, yeah, we're going to do, okay. do a Tim Burton quiz. I think that you two will do pretty well. Okay. So, this movie stars Johnny Depp. How many Johnny Depp and Tim Burton collaborations have there been?
2: Oh man, I'm not going to start uh, yeah, counting I gotta, on my we, fingers. We, I gotta think about this for a second. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, God, going all the way back to Edward Scissorhands, 1991, and then there was a whole slew of them in the like early 2000s. Well, there was like a big break. There was a big break. Quite until a until this movie. Okay.
3: I started counting in my head, but then I'm just going to throw a number out. I'm going
2: to say seven. And then after trying, I'm going to say. Five? Eight. 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 Oh, my Eight. goodness. And I am including
1: the voiceover performance wow. of Corpse Bride. Okay, so, sure, okay. of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's a Tim Burton joint. Uh, speaking of uh, actors who he, he collaborates with a lot, yes. how many Helena Bonaham Carter movies have there been? Mm.
2: Okay. And that's going back to... Doo, 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 doo. 2001
3: was her first Planet of the Apes. Yep. Oh, her first yeah. was Planet of the I Apes. Planet of the Apes.
2: Is her name Zara in that movie? Zara. <laughs> Zora, 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 Jaina, I don't remember. Zara, it's, I, it's not Zara. <laughs> I,
3: that's one that always flies under the radar for me is Tim Burton. Yes, that is Southern definitely a minor Tim Burton movie.
1: We <laughs> sometimes revisit it after a few years. It's a beautiful movie to look at, but the movie is a fucking mess, though. It a, it's a big time mess. <laughs> I'm going to go with four, six. Oh, Six.
3: Building so, building. I was going to say five, but yeah.
2: All right. Okay. All right. Six. Okay.
1: Wow. Um. Uh, another big collaborator with Tim Burton, because he works with the same people a lot. Yes. How, uh, what movies have co- has costume designer Colleen Atwood not designed costumes for? Oh,
0: God.
2: I'm going to say she was not a costume designer on Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was not a costume designer on Batman 1.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, Batman. 89.
2: I don't think she was on Beetlejuice. I don't think she was on those early, early it's movies. Because kind of like early films, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I didn't check. Are you Beetlejuice. counting the numbers? Or you, oh, you didn't check Beetlejuice. I didn't check Beetlejuice. I don't think hold she's on. on it.
3: Too early. Her style seems very like Ed Wood, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, what's after that? Uh, and then. <laughs>
1: Hold on, I need to double check. Sure she did Mars attacks. Mhm. She, she did Do Mars attacks. Mhm.
2: Did she do apes? She did not do Beetlejuice. So yeah. Yay. Mhm. Uh so, get yeah, one of those. Uh she did do <laughs> she did do Planet of the Apes. Yep. I okay. remember the special features. You're missing one more. One more that she didn't do. So there's
1: four that I counted. Uh Edward Scissorhands. No, she did do Edward Scissorhands. She did do Edward Scissorhands. She did do Edward Scissorhands. Wow. I think that she first worked with Johnny in that movie.
2: Okay. Um, The last one that she didn't do Did she do Mars Attacks? No Did we say that? She didn't do Mars Attacks? Or No, she did do oh, Mars I Attacks right. Yep
0: mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: I just double checked And she did do uh, Edward Scissorhands Okay
2: And she's worked with Johnny Depp a lot Okay
1: mm-hmm.
2: And she did do Planet of the Apes
1: It's going to be glaringly obvious uh,
2: <laughs> I Think know. Batman Think Batman. Batman returns. Batman returns because she didn't do Batman 1. Mhm. Oh. All right. All right. So, what is the highest grossing Tim Burton movie? I don't know why I'm thinking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Batman grossed movie. a lot of money. I remember it making not big
1: money. Quite his biggest movie of all time. Okay. I think it's easily in his top
3: 3. Mhm. Could it could it be Planet of the Apes? I know a lot of people were yeah, excited for big a of Planet of the big yeah. No, it's not Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Is yeah. this
2: Batman. Or Batman Returns.
1: Nope. Wow. You're missing a huge movie of the late 2000s.
2: Late 2000s from Tim Burton. That was just a big money maker. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of set
1: the trend of all of the live action remakes. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. It's Alice in Wonderland. It grossed over a billion dollars.
2: Wow! I Worldwide, yeah, always forget. And, that this, he was did that. Of, yeah, and this was kind of, and this was also yeah.
1: like uh, the Marvel movies had had just come out, mm-hmm. and huge studio movies usually didn't cross the billion dollar mark. Yeah. It was stuff that was special, like Titanic, that did stuff like that.
3: Yeah. I love Burton, but I think I I think I had checked out of of Burton yeah. around that time, and I think yeah. that yeah.
1: like at that time, I think that Alice in Wonderland and Avatar were the biggest movies of the year of 09. They both grossed wow. over a billion. Wow! I never yeah. put that up oh there with God. Avatar. That's so, crazy. Uh, the on same the same
2: time.
3: opposite end of the spectrum, uh, what is the lowest grossing Tim Burton movie? Hmm. I am gonna say it could be like one that was really underrated, but much loved now, like yeah. Ed Wood yeah. or Big Fish. Ooh. It's, it's Ed Wood. Ed Wood yeah, grossed yeah, about six million dollars. Ed Wood seemed like something a lot of people would pass on. It's more like in yeah. theaters. It's more artsy, but a lot of people love it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh the Golden Globe for uh yep. Martin Lando.
1: So what is the most Oscar nominations that a Tim Burton movie has got? A, I'm I'm not a counting with I'm just saying nominations. The most
2: nominations from a single movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, gosh. Which ones have lots of nominations? That's crazy. It's,
1: uh, I believe it is three. They have three each. Uh, A little hint.
2: I'm going to say... They're both technical. There's two, two movies and they've tied for the same... What do you mean they?
1: There's two movies that have three nominations. Oh, okay. So they're tied so for I, the I gave away. I gave away some of the answers.
2: Okay. So uh, I'm going to go with... Um, what's the singing one? Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney oh, Todd Sweeney Sweeney is one Tolman. of them. And yeah. Sweeney
1: Todd, the art direction won. Yeah. So, yep.
2: And it won. Yep. Okay. Um, was it Ed, the other Ed Wood? Because I know Martin Landau got that. Ed Wood, I think, was he just won.
1: nominated twice and they won both of them. Yeah. Oh. So this has one more nomination than Ed Wood.
2: Oh, man. Did any of these nominations win for this movie?
1: Yes. It won visual effects. And so I believe our direction too. Visual effects and yep. direction,
2: and it it makes total sense. So is because is that Alice in Wonderland?
1: It's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yep. Oh no, it did not win visual effects because Avatar won that. Or no, this is 2010. Mm, see, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm confusing the year. Alice in Wonderland came out in 2010. Avatar 09. Okay. So correct that when I said the two biggest movies you know, of the year. You know, Alice were in Wonderland
2: 09. had that thing where it was pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much like. Uh, um, it's all shot on like
1: a like a stage. Yeah, all green mm-hmm. screen. It's all green screened.
2: What's the What's the Robert Rodriguez movie I'm thinking of? Sin City. Sin City. Sin City. Sin City. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: how many movies has Lisa
2: Marie been in? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say Lisa Marie was in. Um, she's in Sleepy Hollow. I feel she's like in this not movie. as many as I as I think. Uh, I mean, she's like she in quite in a, a few bunch, though. But then I'm like, mm-hmm. well, she's in this one. She's in Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. She is in Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm.
1: I love her character in Planet of the Apes. I think that's the last
2: one she's in. It's the last one that she's that's in because he met replace. Helena. <laughs> that's, that's the uh, Helena
3: crossover. Yeah. yeah, I like, I like her. I
1: like her, uh, her ape in Planet of the Apes because it has like a Rachel cut. She's got like a wig. Yeah, yeah. She has this fabulous. She it has this a, fabulous. It uh, is a Rachel haircut. This blowout. Blowout. Um,
2: yep. I'm gonna go with four. It's
1: four. And we're missing we Ed missing? Wood. She's Vampire. She is She's so good in Ed Wood.
2: Ed Wood. I forgot.
1: She's um great. How many of these movies were shot by Chivo Pete, Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel Lubezki, Lubez- 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 Lubez-
2: Lubez- um, multiple Academy Award winners? Yes, back-to-back, to back too. Yeah. I think he and won, he's a Mexican. I think he won like three back-to-back. Um, I don't know. I didn't know that that many were shot by him. Let's say three.
1: It's only one. It's only oh, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Oscar nom- I think it was- I mean, no. He had been nominated before, but he did get an Oscar nomination for this movie. Hmm. Uh, what is the longest Tim Burton movie? These are both tied at two hours and seven minutes. There's two of them.
2: I feel like the first Batman is
1: over two hours. Yeah, not quite. It? It's under- that, That's under. Okay. These two are kind of random of his catalog, too. I was surprised by it. Big
3: Fish? Nope. Really? That movie mm-hmm. feels really long to me. <laughs> it does feel... It does uh, like it feels oh, episodic. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, is. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Fish. No, I, I'm not saying yeah. I don't love Big Fish. <laughs> but it feels like a long movie. Yeah, I, I get that.
2: There's a lot of story packed in there. There is a lot of story. Um, Sweeney Todd. No. <gasps> what? Yep. Wow, that one feels Musicals long. usually yeah, run pretty long, yeah. too.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not that.
2: I know I don't have his catalog One of these
1: of movies... We've talked about one, and one of these movies we kind of forget is a thing. And I have to say, it's the only uh. Tim Burton movie <laughs> that I have never seen.
2: Oh. Is it uh, Big Eyes? No. no it's not Big Eyes. Big Eyes. Oh, I always forget about Big Eyes. I forget Eyes. about that one, too. When you yeah. said you forgot
3: what it was, that's what I thought Yeah. <laughs>
2: It is
1: Mrs. Peregrine's uh, oh, school Mrs.
2: for oh. peculiar children. For school for
1: peculiar children. The Tim Burton movie that I always forget about. I okay. forgot that. I didn't. Maybe I didn't even know
3: that was Tim Burton.
2: And there's another one that's over two hours. Mm-hmm. Is it Dark Shadows?
3: No. Oh. Then I don't know. It's Ed Wood.
1: What? Ed Wood. That
2: movie flies by. Two hours yeah. and seven
1: minutes. Wow. And it's funny when I was looking up the runtime. I didn't get the exact round time, but some of these were two hours and six minutes. Like oh, that's it was, funny. They were very close. Okay. I was thinking I was going to get one that was really long, but Tim Burton doesn't really make long, long movies.
2: I mean, two hours are pretty long.
1: I think yeah. that he's like a, he's a conservative 90 or 145 minutes, or, or, or an hour and 45 minutes. Sure. Uh, what Tim Burton movies were released in October? Oh, geez. I'll
2: never get this.
1: He ha- he's had a lot released in September, interestingly
2: enough. Batman Forever. Nope, that was a that was a summer yeah. movie. <laughs> it
3: was a summer movie about winter. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and that's Batman Returns. That you
2: I mean, about. Batman Returns, not Batman yep. Forever.
1: Batman. No. Nope. That was a summer that was movie. A summer movie.
2: Oh man, then I don't know. Why it I feel Frank like Frank and that Weenie movie and
1: Ed Wood were released in October.
2: Was Frank and Weenie released in the? Oh, Frank and Weenie, the, the stop motion. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot there was a theatrical version of that and
1: uh, also last questions
2: what are Tim
1: Burton's only Oscar nominations that he like for him that when you look on his IMDb page what is the only what what comes up
2: uh yeah because he's never gotten a best director nomination no Mm -mm. so producer Producer would be if the picture if the movie was nominated for best picture. I think
3: that he has directing credits for both of these movies. Oh, I thought maybe Nightmare because he was a producer on
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, gosh, they are two animated movies. His okay. only Oscar nominations are for um, are for the Corpse Bride oh. and
2: uh, Frankenweenie. Uh, Frank what are the nominations?
1: Uh, best animated feature.
2: Oh, yep.
1: okay. So he has two animated feature nominations. And he's checks.
2: got, and he's co-director on both. Yep. All right, all right, all right. I love that. So, it. yeah, so there it is. Wow. I mm-hmm. did not do well. I know, me neither. I thought I would have gotten a better score on that, but those are some pretty deep cuts. And Tim Burton, his catalog is way bigger than you think it is. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, I know Tim Burton movies, yeah. but it's like, oh, no, there's a lot more. I mean, Tim
1: Burton, one of those directors that's still cashing those checks after Beetlejuice and Pee Wee. That, like, he was sort of at the top of everyone's uh, list with studios to work with. And he's still just casting those checks. (laughs) Like, it still hasn't run out. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there's kind of... I don't really want to get too into the discussion that, like, Tim Burton is sold out. Like, he hasn't made a, a good movie in, like, over 20 years. I kind of think those discussions are kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get that there is some truth behind it that I think that he is... A little checked out that he doesn't really make that ambitious movies anymore, but
3: It seemed like he had a formula that he was working from for almost every film. And for me, the only one that really broke that formula for a long time was Big Fish.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, And I I feel like some people kind of uh, don't care for his use of CGI. Sure. In some Mm -hmm. movies. But, I mean, you know, it's modern filmmaking. What's he going to do? Yeah. Uh, But I think it just comes from the fact that his early movies have so much of that handmade feel to them, on purpose. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, and I think he's also an artist, and he wants to use every tool at his disposal. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you when you have CG and it's cutting edge, it's it's coming up. He's going to use it. Why not? Yeah.
2: Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um. But Sleepy Hollow, like I said, we uh, to me sometimes it feels like a minor hit in his catalog. Uh, Maybe people don't always go to it but when you watch it man it's so well made jeez louise it's mm-hmm. a beautiful film. yeah it's like we were we we're saying less it's is like a movie like yeah. capital like that town they built that t- <laughs> yeah watch
3: it going back and watching this i was looking at a lot of the sets and i love like the perfectly like curated woods yeah when they go and they find like the the dead tree with the horseman it's like perfectly cut trees like an oval (laughs) pathway that they (laughs) walk through yeah but they're just so creepy
2: and you know what it was interesting how many shots in this movie that there were particular shots that were that were composed so like specifically you know I know people talk about um, Wes Anderson like oh pause a Wes Anderson movie anywhere and it's like a
3: you have a beautiful frame yeah, yeah
2: yeah But that can be said of this movie. There are so many shots that were composed of, of the ensemble sitting together in a room and they're explaining to to Ichabod like what's going on like all looking those like shots. I think that
1: you mentioned when we were watching that it looks like an old painting. Yeah, yeah they look, they're they're it like looks paintings. like an old colonial painting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. always
3: beautifully lit, beautifully lit. They're yeah. amazing wardrobe.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing about how this movie's shot, it's that in some shots if you just took a freeze frame, it's it's black and white. Yeah. It's like pretty yeah. much black and white, you know.
3: Some of the shots are so dull in
2: color. Yeah, yeah. There's I, not a lot of reds in it. And, and I think I remember red, reading on
1: IMDb red. that he wanted to make a black and white movie and Paramount yeah, said no, but yeah. he just tried really hard to make the yeah. colors that muted that it would almost come across as
2: black and white. Yeah. 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 So I mean we should talk a little bit about His inspiration for this movie. Well, also, even before
1: that... Sure. ...that this movie probably would not have been made had Superman not worked out. Oh, yeah. That because he was probably prepping to do Superman... Superman Lives? Superman Lives, yeah. Superman Lives the year or so before this movie, and everything fell through with that movie. And Paramount, I think, was working on this development of Sleepy Hollow since the early 90s, probably since Francis Ford Coppola made Bram Stoker's Dracula, that they had their eyes on this property with Scott Rudin uh, and Francis Ford Coppola that they were going to produce this movie. And when Superman fell through, they offered it to him. Okay, This shot early 99, and this shit was out in November. end of the year. When you really? kind of think the production period <laughs> of movies now, of just how they're shot, That's a fact it's like... Me. The Little Mermaid, like, is gonna have been in the can for like a good year and a half before it comes out. Well, that's special circumstance. But but just when you think about how planned ahead yeah movies are now that like the new Batman movie was shot almost probably like a year and a half ago. Yeah. That's still gonna be out in March. So that's just how meticulous studios are with dates and finances, but, like, this is, like, the late 90s. They were just, like, we got a hole in November.
3: It makes me wonder, though, if <laughs> Tim Burton being the late edition because of Superman, if all of the other pieces were just in place. True, And yeah. they said, we need a director. And Burton came on, probably, like, jazzed it up a little bit, of, co- of course brought some of his, his regulars with him. You got yeah. Christopher Lee, your Johnny Depp, you know. Yeah, yeah but it's it, it's kind of crazy. You never think of movies being made that quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah I definitely. did not know that. That's no, amazing. No, yeah, yeah. And I think this movie it it did take a lot cuz like we said they they built this town from the ground up. This is yeah. they didn't go find this. This isn't some old colonial ghost town. I they, think it's kind of interesting that up.
1: when you see the clearly the outdoor sets where you can sort of see the sky mm-hmm. and then that is mixed with studio builds. Yeah. Inside and it like looks pretty. Forest pathways, it looks yeah, pretty know. seamless.
2: Yeah, it doesn't. It never looks like. Oh my god, we're just constantly in a soundstage.
1: It it's, never comes yeah. off like Planet of the Apes, where everything just looks a little too
2: artificial, a little too claustrophobic.
3: Yeah, I mean some of the like I said. I mean those trees, of course, and that's for me always like a a clear mark of a Tim Burton movie. I even, make, I even make jokes about it. Oh, you know, it's not a Tim Burton movie until you see that creepy a tree. tree. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> but, yeah.
3: but yeah, I mean, the trees looked, I mean, of course they looked a little fake, but they also had that desired effect. And that's probably the only thing where I thought, Oh, this is probably on a soundstage. Yeah. A lot of it felt really like natural. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even absolutely. a small town. Yeah.
2: Um, so I mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, but I w- I do want to talk about, uh, Tim Burton's, um, Inspiration for the style and the look of the movie. Yeah,
1: um, it's a very also a very fascinating time period of that. This is like seventeen ninety nine, so going into eighteen hundred, the civil or the American Revolution was probably over twenty years ago. Yeah, if, when we get the backstory of the headless horseman, so a very transitional time in America, and yeah. it's still going to be a hundred years until like, I mean stuff like electricity electricity yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
3: it's it's crazy when you think about it the, the, it opens up in what 1799 mm-hmm. yeah you're going right into the the next century and you think that just on this all takes place in new york upstate new york on the other side of the world yeah it are like westerns you know you would the thing yeah westerns like cattle drives and things like that it's like it's you don't it, you, the time period is insane and how it how it's affected by just the parts of the country? Oh yeah, mind blowing! You, you just don't think yeah. about it. For me, this felt like
2: Victorian London. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I want to talk about Hammer horror movies. Sure, uh, some <laughs> of my favorite. I love Hammer horror. Yeah. So, Billy, why don't you explain to our listeners the like Hammer horror movies well, and what's going on there?
3: I I grew up on Hammer horror when mm-hmm. I was a kid, just a wee lad. Uh, That was my introduction to horror. I would stay up late night and watch these Christopher Lee Dracula movies with the the greatest titles. Dracula has risen from the grave. (laughs) And my mom would always kind of – I got my love of a lot of horror films, Dracula in particular, from her Mm -hmm. just because – she we'd stay up and we'd watch these these late night horror movies and she she'd tell me the things that she loved about Christopher Lee's Dracula. She goes, yeah. look 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 at his eyes, look at the contact he's making because he does he has this great stare and he didn't need bl- like too much blood and guts and the fangs. He could yeah. just stare you down. Yeah, yeah. What a great like just collection of films. Yeah,
2: definitely. And it's a, it was a production company out of England, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we get of course Christopher Lee who has a. I would say a cameo in this movie.
3: Yeah, he's in what the opening, right? Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. see him again.
2: Um, uh, Hammer Horror Movies also brought to us uh, Peter Cushing, yeah. who's Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. And Michael Goff, yeah, who, again, has a small yeah. role in this movie, who's great, who is uh, Alfred, Alfred in the Batman movies. And that's why Tim Burton... reason why he, he was in the Batman yeah, movies. Yeah, that's why yeah. Tim Burton brought him in. Because it's this thing where these movies were made... In the, what, early 60s?
3: Yeah, I want to say early to mid-60s. Uh, mm-hmm. They started to peter out around the, the 70s. I also think the, yeah. the
1: Christopher Lee, uh, the first Dracula one was like the late 50s. It Too.
2: might
3: have mm-hmm. been. He did, and he did quite a few. I want he to did say a he lot. Did, like, yeah. He did quite a few Dracula movies. I want to say he did four for Hammer. Mm-hmm. And then he did another Dracula movie in his later years. He came back, he started. He was a little gray. Sure. That was the first time I ever saw Dracula with a mustache. It kind of <laughs> creeped me <my> out. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs>
2: Um, But, yeah, all of these movie directors in the 80s as kids watched these Hammer Horror movies and were so influenced by them, they started to bring in these actors. Maybe not out of retirement, but they were older actors at the time. And, you know, so that's where we get, you know, Peter Cushing and and, uh, Christopher Lee, Michael Goff, even Vincent Price.
3: Yeah, you get these great actors that were already just like well-trained mm-hmm. if you needed them to come in and just nail a scene. yeah. And of course, yeah, Lucas went to Peter Cushing yeah. and you got Christopher Lee for things. Yeah, it's, it's, these guys were all fantastic in yes. these films.
2: And the Hammer Horror movies looked a very specific way. You know, they're British movies. They are period movies. Yeah. They're these, about these gothic horror stories. Um, the Curse of Frankenstein, I really liked with... Uh, oh, yeah. Christopher Lee again yeah. as as the monster, loved that. But they all looked very specific, and they're shot in these castles, and there are these women in these like you know these period dresses with heaving bosoms, Just a mm-hmm. lot of cleavage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, they have a very specific look for horror movies, and and Tim Burton was very you know inspired by that, and he kind of wanted to make his version of that with with the Ichabod story.
1: kind of fits that um, that like buttoned up straight-laced protagonist that would be in well, a hammer horror movie like uh Well, uh, Peter Cushion, Dracula, Grand yep. Moff
2: Tarkin, was always Van Helsing yep. to Christopher Lee's count, right? And so Van Helsing always had... You know, there was Van Helsing, but there was also Harker and, you know... Yeah. Was it Michael Goff? I think it was Dr. Seward he in one of them.
3: Yeah, he was Seward. I think he was yeah. Seward, yeah. I think in like the first one, Yeah, like yeah, the, the, very the very first one. First one.
2: Yeah. With Michael Goff... As a young man, very handsome. I was sure. like, wow. <laughs> yep, look at that. Because <laughs> you just think of him as Alfred. You yeah. Know, this old man and in this movie. and this movie. With crazy. His, with his
3: crazy, like, blind eye and a mullet. And a mullet, like, <laughs> yeah. And I love it. You only see him in, like, a side shot. Yes. He just looks insane.
2: The cast in this movie is out of control. It so is good. filled with dark wizards, Sith Lords, <laughs> like, crazy! Like, it, there's so many of these really heavy hitter actors. You know, future uh,
3: headmasters of Dumb- of uh, of, uh, of Hogwarts, Hogwarts. Yes. Dumbledore. yeah, mm-hmm. Dumbledore too. Emperor
2: Palpatine. <laughs> you know, Professor Dumbledore too.
1: and especially me being in high school when this came out. Love Christina Ricci too, so oh, it was man. fun to Christina see her Ricci be be uh, kind yeah. of be transformed to this like Tim Burton vixen. You always mention that, like, Christina Ricci has no business being blonde.
2: Well, he does. Okay, so Tim Burton likes to make brunettes who have no business being blonde. He just turns them blonde. You know, Winona Ryder and Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, it's a specific type of blonde. Because Winona Ryder and Edward Scissorhands and Christina Ricci in this movie, it's like a strawberry blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like a platinum. You know, it's a very, like, almost reddish color to their hair. And I don't think either one of them would ever make that choice make in that real choice. life. Sure. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And Christina Ricci in this movie, I mean, you look at her in this, in these costumes and this hair, and you're just like, you know, we talked about how Tim Burton kind of has his like company of people that he yeah. works with all the time. And you're like, oh yeah, Christina Ricci, she's part of that crew. First she's, she's first only, and last is, one. She's only made yeah. one movie. yeah, yeah. Yep. And she just looks like a Margaret Keene... She does, yep. In this movie. With those giant eyes and that round face. She looks like a big and, eye and kid. blonde hair. Yep. She's just like so perfectly cast. And it's so interesting that you think maybe if this movie was made five mm-hmm. or ten years earlier, would it have been Winona Ryder?
1: I've always read that she was offered it and she declined. Probably be, probably because she was making something like Girl Interrupted. And she just couldn't fit it in. Sure. But I
2: remember... And her and that. Johnny had yeah. been mm-hmm. yeah, kind of separated. Post-Johnny. Yeah. Really, yeah. This is the... He had changed a tattoo to Wino Forever at this point. I feel like,
1: <laughs> probably in retrospect, Wino Ryder's career probably needed a big hit like this. Sure, yeah. That, it would
2: have helped. Yeah, it would have helped her a little bit. So Christina Ricci has has gone on record saying that it was very weird for her. No, not Christina. Johnny said it. That it was weird for him to have Christina Ricci as his love interest because when he first met her, where do you think he would have first met her? On Mermaids. That's right. Because, because he, he was with Winona at the time. He was dating Winona at the time. And she was nine years old. Yeah. And he's like, uh-huh. I've known her since she was a little kid. And now I'm like, she's the love interest.
3: It, mm-hmm. it is kind of strange. I thought that when I was watching this. Film, I never like, even put those, yeah. she looks so, so much, much younger than you. So much is. younger. And it's just like, it feels
2: kind of wrong. He's a good 10 years older than Winona. Yeah. And Winona is yeah. like substantially older than Christina. So it's like, they're probably like 20 years
3: and no, does not say anything about how Johnny I mean, Depp looks. He looked yeah. great in the film. He looked film, amazing. <laughs> he yeah. looks Just better than I do now. To... <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this would have been a yeah, very
1: interesting yeah. time in Johnny Depp's career because yes. he was the lead of major studio movies. But, I mean, these were movies like The Astronaut's Wife and The Ninth Gate. Right. So these were kind oh. of B major Hollywood movies that, like... They were, like, he wasn't, like, the lead of an action movie, like, Pirates yet.
2: No. He was still doing those movies, and it was, like, it would have been, like, him or Keanu. Yeah. Like, was was Devil's Advocate? Was that him? Was that Keanu? Who knows? That's Keanu. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it was Keanu. Okay. It was Keanu. Or uh, <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> There's no way for us to find out. Yeah, I mean, just
1: sort of these glossed-up B-movies, like The Ninth Gate, or, remember, Nick of Time?
2: That's I, what I was thinking. So yeah.
3: I, re- I like Nick of Time a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Was he, he in was the game? Also... No. Walking in nick of time. Ah, yeah. yes. Look at that. The I game was
1: uh, Michael Douglas and who plays Michael Douglas's brother in that movie? I can't remember.
2: I forget about the game. Yeah. We'll find out. Again, there's no way to know. <laughs> we'll <laughs> never find out the answer. It's, it's lost to history. It, we, yeah, can't, lost we can't look back <laughs> The sands of time. But yeah, he, was, he hadn't quite gotten pirates and he hadn't started doing those kooky Johnny Depp roles that like... Only Johnny Depp can play this, and maybe Robert Downey Jr. Um, but at this <laughs> point, he's still doing this mo- these movies that are a little bit more. They're mainstream, but they're still kind of like, I guess, kind of B, B- movie ish. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And was this his first uh, color? Oh no, he had done Ed Wood already. No, he done Ed Wood. Ed
1: Wood and uh, Edward Scissorhands. Well, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. So this cast is crazy. We haven't even. Talked about Miranda Richardson.
1: Oh, <laughs> Miranda <laughs> Richardson, treasuring this movie.
2: Now, here's my question. Would Helena Bonham Carter have played this role? Or would she have played the dream sequence mom? She probably, you I don't know.
3: I think, I think she would have played the Miranda Richardson I role. I I'm, so, imagine, too. Yeah. yeah, I think
2: so. because well, you can picture her in those ending scenes, yeah,
3: and I can also picture her as as the witch too. You mm. know, think of the the witch sister, the crone. Yeah. I love, yeah, the, old love crone. the old crone. You can easily <laughs> see her in that doing yes. that. Yeah,
2: she's almost even giving a Helena performance when she's do like her line readings when she's the old yeah. crone.
0: He rides to the hollow and back.
2: I hear him. I smell the blood on him. Will you? Well, I'm here. Find him
0: and make him stop. You take knowledge of another one? I can show you.
1: Shh,
3: shh. What
0: are you doing? Don't move or speak. When the other comes, I will hold him. The other. Silence. He comes now. <sighs> yeah.
1: It's almost like that. The way that she delivers her lines and that very little girl
2: tone. But let me say this. Taking nothing away from Miranda Richardson. She is a so great good. actress. And she's very kooky. Mm-hmm. She's a kooky lady. She's done kind of out-of-the-box performances. As Scott, you and I know from Merlin.
1: Love her and Merlin. She's the the, the Lady of the Lake and Queen Mab. Makes very distinct choices of this is how I'm going to play this with character. Her vocal with her vocal performance, vocals, yeah.
2: one. Yeah, and the look and all that. So so Miranda Richardson has that kind of kooky lady kind of kind of vibe. So that's good. And she was also in Harry Potter. Man, there's a lot of Harry Potter alums wow. going on in here. She's Rita Skeeter. Funny little side point about the character of Rita, Rita Skeeter in Harry Potter <laughs> is that the name only rhymes when you say it with a British accent. Yeah. So as I'm reading it in the book, it's Rita Skeeter, yeah. and I'm like, Rita Skeeter. That's such a weird name. And then in the movie, she comes out and she says, ah, "I'm Rita Skeeter," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, that rhymes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Makes more sense." Um. So yeah, Miranda Richardson, amazing. This cast, too much. Ray Park, yeah, another Park. Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> about Ray, to have another
3: big hit later this year Ray yeah. Park had a big 99 yes, or earlier this year because that Phantom was summer Medicine. that was a yeah. Summer, yeah. Phantom was before, Medicine Sleepy Hollow yeah. before Star Wars went back to the holidays yeah that's summer
1: right yeah. I forgot about that the physical performance of the horseman of the horseman is so fucking cool yeah too a
3: lot of the a lot of his his movements like you can see that kind of Ray Park flourish yeah. whenever he comes through <laughs> yes. with like the sword and the axe I'm like yes yeah yeah
2: definitely um I mean, also, this movie, too, I remember watching it in the theater and coming out of it and just being like, wow, that was bloody, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was violent, <laughs> that was I... gory.
3: And I, I love it. <laughs> I love the blood in this film. Yeah. Just because of the contrast to the so yes. muted colors. Yeah. That every time you see the blood, it's almost like cartoonish. Oh, right? yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's
2: like orange in some scenes and it's this thick.
3: But that goes back to like old hammer horror mm-hmm. films. It's very similar in those films. Yeah. It almost looks like paint. Yes, yeah.
2: absolutely. The the texture of it. Yeah. Love yeah. it.
1: So I remember seeing this movie with my parents. Mm-hmm at our hometown theater, and they hated it. (laughs) And me just being like, well, I thought it was kind of fun. But that's the thing about this movie, is I think that there's such a huge misdirect in this movie, and then the last, like, 25 minutes takes such a hard right turn that I think it was kind of a turnoff for some audiences. You think so? That we kind of have this big red herring plot of this Will, like, they're getting rid of all of these people in line for, like... This inheritance, but it turns out it's this all. It's all. It's a
2: red herring. It's kind yeah. of all a red herring. Yeah. I I have memories of friends at the time saying, I really liked it, but the end was crazy. Like the end, kind of was. It was too much. I couldn't follow it. Yeah. Which fair, yeah. fair because there's a lot going on. But I think, a Miranda Richardson sells it. Yeah. She kills it. Uh, we get to see Walken. Yeah. And like the crazy teeth and the, the contacts, the blue eyes, the, the, and, oh man, yeah. the Doctor Evil contacts, love it. And it was just was shot so cool, like all the stuff on that huge windmill. That windmill, set. amazing, yeah. so good. Um, so yeah, I, I can kind of see, and I do remember at the time thinking, "Yeah, I get it," but I'm in. I, I was in for the <laughs> for the whole thing.
3: I always liked this film. I'm I'm pretty sure I have a pretty solid memory of seeing this in theaters, but it's been mm-hmm. a while, 99. But I think I appreciate this movie more as I get older. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I start to notice things like, like the atmosphere and yeah, the, yeah. you know, the color contrast, things like that. Whereas, you know, 99, I was a teenager.
2: I yeah. was like blood. Taking it face value. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the guts. The I story. remember reading maybe in EW or something. Cause this was probably, I remember knowing pre IMDb that, they pumped up the blue, and because they were pumping up the blue in the shots, that the blood that they used, the fake blood, was orange. Oh, So okay. that when they color corrected it, it looked more red. red. So on set, it was like orange paint. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. of the the color correction. And I, I remember reading that like years ago. and That was a pre-IMDB fact
3: kind of going back to the cast though the yeah one, the one thing that really sticks out to me in this movie the sore thumb Casper Van Dien. <laughs> I
1: love Casper Van Dien in this
3: I, movie I, he's
2: Dutch, he's I, Dutch.
3: I, I love Casper I like I remember seeing Starship Troopers in theaters and go, this guy's gonna be huge yeah yeah and then but seeing him in this movie I was like first of all I forgot he was in this movie yeah yeah and then I saw him and I was like one of these things is not like the other.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brom Bones. I mean, it's the role, too. You know, he's playing, like, the tough, like... Not to say he wasn't good. He was fine in yeah. this film.
3: I think Casper yeah. Van Dien's a fine actor. Mm-hmm. His career just didn't keep up with him, I yes. guess. I don't know. know. He, yeah. I think
1: he's pretty hardworking. He makes a lot of
3: those... Well, I mean, he still works. He, he makes, works, work, but, he makes yeah. a lot of those Asylum movies. But is anybody watching exactly. those movies? Was his downfall Tarzan?
2: Oh man, I forgot he did a Tarzan. Was that Tarzan made for TV? No, it came out in theaters. It came out in theaters? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Casper Van Deen told a story on one of the behind the scenes featurettes that we watched that in his fight with the horseman on the bridge, that Ray Park nicked him on one of his fingers, broke his finger, and he said, I really didn't want my day to get cut short. And them to cut out any of my scenes in this movie because I die halfway through. So I set my finger myself Ooh. and finished the scene. Okay, <laughs> champ, right yeah. there. Yeah, to go. <laughs> so I was like, damn. All right, but I think he also knew. Like, I'm Casper Van D. <laughs> I I got to shoot as much as I can yeah. on this movie because <laughs> he was right. He's only in about half of it anyway. Before he gets before he gets offed. In a spectacular way.
3: Yeah, very clear that the horseman wasn't after him. It's like oh, I don't care about your head. Yeah, just cutting you right in half.
2: Yes, that is some interview with a vampire shit yeah. right there. The I way he it. got like split in two yeah. in
3: silhouette, you just see the blood kind of yeah. everywhere. Oof,
2: man. But how did
3: yeah, he set that pumpkin on fire, though. That's what I want
1: to know.
2: And it stayed on fire as he yeah. threw it. I mean, I, that's. I, I mean,
1: that I, scene is also like an homage to the, cartoon. the Disney, like yeah. the Disney movie.
3: But it just, I just thought that I was like, how did he ignite that pumpkin as he threw it?
2: <laughs> and it, it wasn't on, on fire, fire the whole time. Yeah. Also,
3: I don't remember in '99. I don't think it was a thing. Was this movie shot or did it come out in 3D? No, I don't think so. Yeah. There are some scenes in this movie that make it you feel been, no. like it's 3D. Yeah. The pumpkin scene being yeah. one of them. And then we when we see uh, Mother Crane come out of that coffin mm-hmm. and she shoots forward and there's blood everywhere. And it felt like a 3D scene to they me. They
2: do a lot of stuff with Ichabod's like uh, steampunky kind of, yeah. you know, his, his science organs. tools. Yeah. It's just like yeah. –
3: I yeah, it felt very three D for me. Like some of the not the whole film. Yeah. But there were scenes that I felt like, oh, this was a three D gimmick. No,
2: you're right. They did do kind of some gimmicky yeah. stuff. I did really enjoy Ichabod's like forensic tools mm-hmm. and how like these like yep. weird archaic. I like... posted a picture
3: of it on my Instagram yeah, last they, night. They looked they yep. looked
2: really cool and at the time I was like, I love this.
3: See, I thought they looked cool, but I feel like Ichabod thought they looked silly. Yeah. Because he
2: was embarrassed by them.
3: <laughs> that first scene where he's examining that body in the woods, he comes up, it's
2: almost like sheepishly. He's like, "Oh." Yeah, as he's big like, glasses. Giant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Uh, Ichabod Crane. I mean, this is a Washington Irving story from probably period when it was like published, Sure. Right? Yeah. Yep. At the time. Mm-hmm. So this is very very old. Um, sometimes people refer to it as like the first like American like fairy tale. So, like I think right? it's
3: referred to as like one of the first American Gothic fairy tales. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and Ichabod Crane's publishing the... date was 1820. Wow. Yep, that is wild. Mm-hmm. That's old. Um, Ichabod Crane always described ugly. And who do we yeah. cast?
1: <laughs> kind of. A, I mean, they kind of went in a hot nerd direction in this movie. I mean, even with the TV
3: show. That Sleepy Hollow TV show. Oh yeah, they that's cast true. this like they attractive, like, British man. And yeah, I was like, yeah. And he's he's always like kind of described as being kind of like homely. He's got like a mm-hmm. long nose and
2: yeah. Johnny Depp does not. No, well, and then Johnny Depp has gone on record saying that he asked for prosthetics. Oh, interesting. He wanted to do big ears, the nose, Maybe like a nose yeah. yeah,
1: pretty much create the um, the animated drawing of
3: Ichabod from yeah. the Disney movie. Mm-hmm.
2: But Tim Burton was like, eh. We're gonna hold off. But if I if I
3: remember correctly, this is kind of a loose adaptation of the Irving story because what's it he like a, yes. he was a teacher? Yeah. yeah. So it was him like being like a a detective forensic scientist thing, mm-hmm. I thought was interesting, but also kind of kind of a weird profession for someone to go into who's so queasy.
2: Yeah. True. <laughs> Constable Crane. Yeah. Speaking yeah, yeah. of
1: loose adaptations, right after we finished the movie last night on Disney Plus, we put on uh, the cartoon. The animated movie. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. that in And years. when we were watching it, I'm just like, huh. This Headless Horseman isn't in the movie until the last ten minutes of the movie.
2: Yeah. Wow. It's okay. So it's it's released as uh Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. two short films together and as one feature film. And uh the Ichabod portion It's a little over thirty minutes. A little over thirty minutes. Yep. There's a lot of filler in that. Oh, yes. a
3: lot of filler in that 30 minutes. Especially if the horseman doesn't show up until, like, the last
2: 10 minutes. Yeah. And another interesting thing that I didn't remember is that there's not actual dialogue that, like, Ichabod says. It's all kind of, like, narrated and sung by Bing Crosby. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh So Bing Crosby says some things as Ichabod, but... It's kind of like a silent performance. It's very interesting. And yeah, it's just him like bouncing around town with like the school marms and
3: I'll have to revisit
2: it. It's yeah, been so many should. years since I've seen the animated one. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Check it out. The Mr. Toad one is first, so you could watch that. That's fun too. He kind of um, got his wish because he asked for like long fingers for when he was asking about prosthetics. And okay. He got that in uh Dark Shadows. Oh yeah, that's he got right. his like long, yep. crazy mm-hmm. fingers yeah. in Dark Shadows. His long vampire. Dark fingers. Shadows is so forgettable. <laughs> I, I kind of like
1: Dark Shadows, though. I, just, I like Dark Shadows. Yeah. I know people that people like a uh, friend of the pod, Mitch Ralston, <laughs> loves Dark Shadows the TV show. Oh and sure. I think people who really like the TV show tend to not like the movie. I mm.
3: I have a pretty fond remembrance of the TV show, but mm. I couldn't tell you, like, everything. I mean, the show was on for so long. It was, yeah. It, I mean, it was. it's a soap opera. Yeah. But it's. I remember watching it as a kid as well because of my mom loving mm-hmm. these kind of weird horror things. Um, <laughs> and thinking it was pretty good, it doesn't really hold up. But, yeah, I just... Yeah. I, just, the movie for me was just really forgettable. It just seemed like, at that time, it was another oh, here comes Tim Burton turn out another movie with Johnny Depp. Yeah, and Helena. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Okay, so I remember. So Johnny Depp goes on record saying that he has these, like, inspirations for certain performances, especially, like, his crazier ones, you know? Yeah. With... uh, like with Pepe, Jack Sparrow, like Pepe Le Pew, Pepe Le Pew. Who's his Pepe Le Pew performance? I think it's Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. You know, and his whole thing where Pepe Le Pew and like Keith Richards and Keith Richards. And when he's on land, he walks with a sway because he's got sea legs and all that. So Ooh. he makes these like funny little notes for himself. And one of his inspirations. Oh, I think for Ed Wood, it was Ronald Reagan. Yeah. You know, uh, in like his 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 movies that he acted in. And I think for Ichabod Crane, he said Angela Lansbury. Huh.
1: Maybe a little <laughs> bit, and like Bedknoff and Broomsticks.
2: Yeah, she wasn't so timid, though. I feel like Eglantine is very, like... She's pretty no-nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> but I forgot what the other... There was two, and I'll have to Google it to find out which which is okay. the second uh, inspiration. Because the other thing that Tim Burton has said is that, yes, Ichabod Crane is described as ugly and Johnny Depp is... Very Not. handsome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he said he wanted to bring out his, quote unquote, ugly side in his like character traits. How neurotic he is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: Oh, kind of, kind of cowardly a little. Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: But also he's a little bit kind of like above, like, you know, the, the people. Yeah. The he's like, he's kind
1: of, that. it's like, a, like a, a city mouse, country mouse mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. With his education. He thinks he's a little bit better than the, yeah. I see that.
2: Yeah, so uh, you know, just interesting little things that, like, how they're adapting this, you know, this old kind of, uh, you know, material. Well, and yeah, and like, like what you said, uh, Billy. I
1: mean, it's a short story. It's it's very limited. It's the short story is pretty much sets up the context of Ichabod, um, Brom Bones, and the girlfriend. And then Katrina. it goes, Katrina, and then it goes right to the chase scene. So there's just not a lot of story in there. And I think this movie does a pretty good job of building sort of um, a context of what it is set in. Yeah. That you're getting this rich family in this community, just sort of like all of the, all of the drama in this yeah. small town. Small
3: town drama with all these families that are very, like, close-knit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's obviously when, they're, uh, when they're, they start to see all of these people die, there's a reason why are all these people going. They're all connected.
2: Okay. All right. All right. So I, I, I found where he talks about uh, Angela Lansbury. I thought of Bot Crane as a very nervous, ultra-sensitive, prepubescent girl. That's where Angela Lansbury came in. Interesting. Mm. I thought of some of the work she's done over the years, especially in Death on the Nile. Oh, interesting. Okay, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also based Ichabod a bit on Roddy McDowell. All right, oh, I can okay. well, and, and I, and I can accent. see, yeah.
1: I can see if Roddy McDowell was in a Sleepy Hollow hammer horror movie,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. that would have worked, yeah. yeah, too. You know, what I also found interesting about this movie and the time frame, the period, the location, all that stuff is that. It's America, it's the United States, but it is 1799. Mm -hmm. So Johnny Depp is doing kind of an English accent. Yeah. And Miranda Richardson, who is British, is doing an American accent. Yeah. And Michael
1: Gammon is just speaking like Michael Gammon. (laughs)
2: Yeah. 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 But it's, I don't know, maybe it's that weird time frame when the colonists possibly from Britain were kind of losing their accents it and... does
3: feel very British though even that opening shot it looks like Victorian oh, London absolutely yeah. Yeah. it doesn't look like New York City yeah it I mean, says New York but it's but, like yeah. yeah but it's also from and, it's, and it's so gloomy <laughs> and you see all the smokestacks mm-hmm. and there's like never any sun in this film oh no not at
2: all <laughs> is this like Gangs of New York time who knows I mean... <laughs> that looks about right. Nobody's wearing... No, like gang... I, I think Stokes, gang, Gangs in New York hats. was a little...
1: That was near the Civil War. Oh, so it's even earlier than mm-hmm.
2: this. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. I mean, that that's what I was saying before is kind of fascinating about this time period is that it's so transitional. Yes. That yeah. this is like a good uh, 40 years before the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. So it's... And they're just coming out of the American Revolution. So it's just sort of... America trying to find this identity post Britain, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I just always found it fascinating that uh, Miranda Richardson is is doing a, like distinctly American accent. Yeah. So, if I would have
1: been in the audience at the time, I mean, when I was a a young person, I did not really know who Miranda Richardson was. This was probably the first big movie that I ever saw her in. Mm-hmm. But if I was like with it. Just like I love Miranda Richardson. I like Tom and Viv 94. She got the Oscar nomination (laughs) for it. But if I would have been sitting in the audience and I saw Miranda Richardson come on screen, I'd be like, okay, but you got Miranda Richardson. What are you going to do with her? Right. Like, what, like why did you cast her for this role?
2: To be this woman that just walks in and out of scenes. To be scenes. the stepmother yeah. that
1: walks in and out of scenes. Yeah.
2: She's just accompanying Michael Gambon. Yeah. And, and then
1: there. sort of the last 20 minutes takes that turn. Until, and it's yeah. so yeah. much fun when you see that reveal of her walk out of the shadows.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, maybe it was kind of a misdirect, but... Yeah, I feel like, and I don't know, I I feel like I knew who she was at the time, but let me say this, Miranda Richardson um, came from comedies, and she came, she was actually in like British sitcoms. Yeah. She was on Blackadder, right? And uh, for many years, she was on Blackadder. My sister- a big Anglophile had all of these on like on VHS. And so I remember watching black adder and seeing her and she would play like queen Elizabeth and like all this stuff and just being like, Oh, okay. I know her. She's great. Um, but yeah, I don't remember if I had that idea of like, Oh, well she's going to be somebody more important in this movie. It's like when you see, uh, the wife.
1: it's like when you see aunt Jackie in scream
2: Two. Yeah. You're like, she, that, they're, like they're going to use her. You for booked her. Good. What are you going to yeah, do with her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about Miranda Richardson's wardrobe in this movie. Oh.
1: <laughs> like we like we mentioned at the top of the show, just
2: pretty much is a drag queen in this movie. <laughs> okay, so she has okay the 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 dresses in this movie. I mean, I guess they're period. I don't I don't know from maybe a little you know, exaggerated, maybe to- a little exaggerated, but. She, They do these very cool and interesting Tim Burton touches, right? Yeah. The first dress that we see her in is yellow and has this, like, black velvet overlay and they're spirals, right? And that's this very Tim Burton, like, kind of, like, motif touch tone is, like, the spirals, right? Later on in the movie, when we get her big reveal, as the villainess, her dress has, like, this spider web overlay on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, obviously, Christina Ricci's big dress at the very end—it's the Beetlejuice, the dress. Beetlejuice, <laughs> the black I and did, white stripes. I didn't even—I
3: that didn't even occur to me. <laughs> mm.
2: Wow! I mean, the black and white stripes are just so like connected now. I feel yeah. like to Tim Burton, you know. Um, I remember in the '90s, the really cool girls would get the tights with the black and white stripes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Phoebe is wearing them in the opening credits of Friends. And this is, like, iconic, you know, to this television show. the super mainstream. And I remember in 1994 watching Friends going, well, she doesn't look goth. (laughs) Only, like, the super goth chicks, like, in my school, wore the black and white striped tights. They were very – they're bold. They're a bold statement to wear, you know. And that has just become this Tim Burton kind of, like – what are some of the – what are some of the names of the costumes that at Spirit Halloween that are not quite licensed <laughs> for, for Beetlejuice? Oh sure, <laughs> Beetle
3: Guy, <or> Beetle. <laughs> yeah. Beetle Guy, yeah, Haunt Master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I I love an unlicensed Spirit Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, uh, Beetle Bride for Beetle Bride. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the red wedding dress. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Christina Ricci in the black and white striped dress at the end of this movie. Is I mean, it's iconic. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, we're talking a little bit about young Master Masbeth last night. Okay. His teenage sidekick. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what it's... an interesting char- like role. What an interesting character mm-hmm. to have this little kid just be like accompanying him.
3: It's kind of like his Robin.
1: You know, it's kind of like totally. his Robin. It's just like totally. you, you just can't have Ichabod wandering around town like talking to himself. Yeah.
2: That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. script-wise, screenplay, he's got to get out exposition, and he needs somebody to talk to, right? Yeah. So they just create...
1: Now, did drag. the Hammer Horror movies have this character of, like, a young man or, like,
3: a kid? A ward. <laughs> no. Like, a ward that would follow around the protagonist? I, not not any that I remember. Yeah. But, I mean, the the only Hammer Horror films that I've watched in recent years were, like the Dracula films. Mm-hmm. I watched I did a rewatch of of the first four Dracula films oh, wow. that Christopher Lee did just a few years ago.
1: Now, what's the Christopher Lee Hammer one
3: that follows the book a little closer? There's one he did later in his life and that was the one when he came back and he was kind of graying and he had mm. the mustache. That was supposed to be the closest adaptation to the novel.
2: Okay. But I
3: I don't remember if that one was ho- was Hammer or After. Hammer. Oh sure, it might have okay. been After. It might have been Post Hammer, yeah. but I remember it, it was in the 70s. It was like Christopher Lee's big return to like horror, but I I, mm-hmm. I don't think it was Hammer. I, I might I might be wrong on that. Yeah. I definitely caught that one on TCM before. Yeah. Um which one did you go to the s-
1: 1970s? <laughs> I like that one. That's like, yeah. like Dracula, Dracula Dracula 1975 Dracula, or something.
3: I think it's like Dracula AD. It
1: is AD, AD 1970 yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. I like oh, all of yeah. the 70s London stuff. Yeah.
2: Disco Dracula. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's we we all definitely recommend finding those those Hammer movies, which a lot of them are on them like HBO Max. Yeah, uh,
3: HBO Max, yeah. I remember I had to go out and buy them on DVD. B- got yeah. I've one of those four film favorites. Oh, DVDs. sure. Yeah that has all the the dracula.
2: I remember getting them on Netflix back when back when we used to get the internet through the mail.
1: <laughs> we still get the internet through the mail. We do, we still get we still internet. have the yeah. Netflix DVDs. You can still
2: get it people. We talk about it on your One's right there, not <laughs> on the counter. The red envelope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do remember sending away for those and seeing those and, and, and being kind of amazed. You know, I feel like I kind of got more introduced to Christopher Lee through Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. And those commentaries and Peter Jackson talking a lot about Hammer. And that's kind of where I was like, oh, okay, what is what is this Hammer horror, you know, this production company in the studio and, and going out and finding all of them and seeing Peter Cushing and Michael Goff and being like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I get it. All these guys are all just
3: these. recognizable from your childhood. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, some of the other townspeople in this movie, we haven't even mentioned Uncle Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Vernon's there. Uh, we also have, I mean, there is a, a he who shall not be named Jeffrey Jones is in this movie. That's right. Uh, when I was doing the
1: intro to this movie, I did not include Jeffrey Jones's dialogue. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he's not in there. But that was another thing that he hadn't worked with with Tim Burton since Beetlejuice, I don't think, and so that was like, oh, okay, He's, you know, bringing back the uh, the old gang. I think there was a Vanity Fair photo shoot for this, showing off the okay. costumes. That's about
3: right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for Sleepy Hollow. For Sleepy really? Hollow. Yeah.
2: And I was working at Nordstrom at the time, and I remember it being in the break room and looking through it, just being like, I have to see this movie.
1: Um, there is Senator Palpatine. Yes. He also had a pretty big ninety nine. He was in both the Phantom Menace and this.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, Darth Tyranus, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, Dumbledore 2. Yes. <laughs> Alfred. Yeah. Alfred. Like so many
1: properties like even like past and future.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming together in this Uncle movie. Vernon, Sauron, <laughs> Palpatine. I think that's everybody. Johnny Rico. Johnny Rico, <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah, I, I did want. I'm glad that we talked about uh, Johnny Depp's like crazy performance, though, because there is. I mean, it's kind of like giving us a taste of like where he's going to go, is, cur- where his career with will these, go, like yeah. very yeah. specific mm-hmm. roles that he's doing, and and like how we, you know, he always gives us something kooky. With yeah. everything.
1: and it's one of those things now, I just don't really know what the future has in store for somebody like Johnny Depp. Because he was let go mm. from the Harry Potter Post movies. Post-Fantastic Beasts, yeah. Post-Fantastic Beasts, this whole drama. We well, still got a payday, though. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he got paid out. This whole yeah. like <laughs> domestic
1: drama with Amber Heard. And when are we going to get to the point where he's going to go in a Bruce Willis and Nick Cage direction? That you're just gonna see Johnny Depp in these, these weird,
2: weird paycheck movies,
1: paycheck straight to VOD movies.
3: He did one a couple of years ago called like The Professor, oh, or really? something like that. Oh, my goodness. That I I never, I don't even know if it came out in theaters. I'm sure it came out in theaters somewhere, but yeah, yeah. I only remember seeing it on like streaming or like uh-huh. on, like VOD. <laughs> and it, he played like a a professor who got let go, and he was trying to come to terms with with like his life after. Wow, it's just kind of strange, yeah. where he's at right now. And then yeah. when we
1: were on the plane back from Florida last week, there was this guy in front of my seat that he was watching a new Johnny Depp movie. And I looked it up. It's called City of Lies. And it's about what? the murder of Biggie and Tupac. What? That this movie, what? Was, what? this movie was supposed to come out in 2018, I think fall. And then all the legal drama, they just shelved it and they finally released it in March. Planes. And this guy in so front can't of me, walk out this guy in planes. front of me watched it. I think four times in a row. What? I wonder if he fell
2: asleep and they just play again.
1: I don't know. I think that he was watching it four times in a row. Oh, my God. I think he was just a big Biggie and Tupac fan.
2: That's wild.
1: But yeah, so there's that I movie that like this. these weird movies that don't really exist. Yeah. So it's like, is Johnny Depp going to start to make more of these movies? Yeah. And I know that Johnny Depp, while he has a lot of money... Johnny Depp also strikes me as someone that spends a lot of money too. That is me he too. just gonna have to do these movies just to pay the
3: bills? Possibly. I see. I guess I didn't. I never got that from Johnny Depp. He always seemed kind of like a an eccentric vagabond to me.
1: Sure. Oh, I think he's eccentric, and he exce- and he's an eccentric spender too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: Scott has this idea where he's just like, "I'm gonna get the band back together. Get me, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis's piano." Yeah. <laughs> call, yeah. call every planet Hollywood you can find. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's very interesting, though, to see somebody like Keanu, who had maybe a similar-ish career path in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And he kind of went away for a while, didn't have the big arc that Johnny Depp had in the There was never let's let's
1: get Keanu Reeves an Oscar moment that Johnny Depp had.
2: Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And now he's just kind of having a new little mini renaissance with his career. With with all of the... um, The Matrix coming back. The Matrix coming back
1: and the John Wick movies.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody can ever really have a career like Nick Cage, though. Like, I mean... That guy will churn out four B-movies a year, but then also have two movies come out in theaters. Yeah. And something like this new movie, Pig, where everybody's like... Nicholas Cage is a revelation. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Are and we watching the same Nicolas Cage movies? Because I don't think we are. <laughs> no, and it's he's, so weird. And he's going
1: to be in a big movie next spring where he plays himself yeah. being John Malkovich style. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen some yep.
3: set pics of that. There's yeah. that pink leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's like I can It's like with so him and Neil
1: Patrick this. Harris and Tiffany Haddish. So yeah. it's like they're starting to like his career has also just kind of gone through peaks and valleys, but he's never stopped
3: working. I hope at the end of that movie he dies and they bury him in that pyramid in New
2: Orleans that he built. Oh, my God. I mean, it's already there. (laughs) It's just waiting. (laughs) It's just waiting for him. Oh, man, Nick Cage. Yeah, I feel like Johnny Depp has this kind of, like, eccentric Hollywood type, like, aura around him, Nick Cage style. Maybe Robert Downey Jr. will kind of head in that direction. Do you think he's just kind of
3: laying low for a while see if the heat... Yeah, you know, probably. Down. I
2: think that would be th- that would be best. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that would be the best idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe so. Maybe in a couple of years, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, this isn't really super Johnny
3: Depp related, but with the whole Fantastic Beast thing, I felt like what a waste of Colin Farrell. Like, <laughs> sure. At the end of that movie, he turns into Johnny Depp. Spoiler alert! Everybody, yeah, right. right. Yeah. He turns into Johnny yeah. Depp, and I'm like. Colin Farrell was doing just fine as the villain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, He could have just kept kept just, going.
2: Yeah. yeah. Very. Yeah. Very interesting yeah. that they that they did that they did that. Um. We'll we'll see what happens with with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recasting such a big role was it's a gamble, but I mean.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean. They chose. I mean, they chose a great actor to take over the role. So they did. They did.
2: Mm-hmm. But I mean, even just any any kind of J.K. Rowling property now, it's just like, yeah, Yee. it's a
3: it's, uh, yikes. It's you know, <laughs> potential to just like bomb because I mean, it's she doubled down so hard. Yeah, and, well, it's, and just, it's rough. Well,
1: and also the Fantastic Beasts movies have just constantly underperformed, and they are they just trying to keep this one. Uh, maybe just try to wrap it up.
3: They also feel a little, like, middling. Like, they're just wasting some time. Yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be a trilogy. Now, yeah. they're doing five. Five. Yeah, I And agree. the second one was a long, wild mess that didn't get interesting until the last ten minutes. hmm So.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Maybe it's good that Johnny Depp's not in the next one. True. <laughs> Maybe but, it's better for his career.
2: Yeah, totally. But I feel like he had so much of a hand in, like, the wardrobe. And that's just the thing about, like, Johnny Depp putting so much into these characters, you know? Yeah. And like putting these weird eccentricities about his inspiration and all that into these characters, making them so specific to him. And it's like the whole look of that character is going to change with, Oh, it's gotta with Mads Mikkelsen being part of it. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a shame, really. It's like, that's all it is. It's just it's yeah. a shame, you know? Because he just, he does bring so much to these roles that, like, you can't even think of another actor that could make them so specific and, and unique. You know, even, even you know, in Sleepy Hollow, um, he's got, like, this, like, crazy hair, you know? And in some scenes, yeah. it's like, it's a little bit more Tim Burton-y and, like, yeah. wild... Um, we were noting
1: that some of the, the outdoor scenes where they're on the horse and they're looking for the tree that you could tell that hair and makeup, they made sure that his hair was perfect just because this is going to be, this is going to be daylight. It's going to be gray, but it's still daylight. So this hair has to be like perfect. And then you get some scenes indoors where it's a little more just kind of wild. It's a little more wild. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Some shots that look like a wig. Yeah some shots we were like, maybe this is a pickup because I don't know if that's even his hair at all. It was just so like blown out and like oh. helmet, like very interesting. But, um, his hair's it's a, it's a journey cause it's different in almost every, in, a, in almost every scene. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean that, yeah, I think that's the, what you can take away from this movie is just that, there are some heavy hitters actor acting-wise yeah. in this movie, and it's like everybody is... Nobody's phoning it in. No. They're no. all so good. Not even a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, like, Miranda Richardson's big reveal, and she gives her big monologue where she gives the whole backstory of being the little girl in the forest. Mm-hmm. And just how Miranda, Miranda Richardson delivers those scenes. <laughs> it's, like, it's so much fun to watch.
2: And those are, like hard like the exposition dumps right and actors talk about how they hate having to do these exposition dumps because you're just explaining the plot to the you know of what happened to the audience and they're supposed to be really tough scenes to deliver because it's just nobody talks like that yeah but she's out there and you're just like and then what happens?
0: I saw his death at that moment I offered my soul to Satan if he (laughs) would raise the Hessian from the grave to avenge me. Avenging? Against Van Garrett, the landlord who showed us no mercy and left us to starve, whilst Balthus Van Tassel and his simpering wife and girl-child stole our home. I swore I would make myself mistress of all they had. The easiest part was the first. To enter your house as your mother's sickness and put her body into the grave... And my own into the marriage bed. Pete,
1: do you remember going to the offbeat at Exposure and in December, I think, they had a Tim Burton night? Mm -hmm. And of course, sort of like drag queens when they hear Tim Burton, you get a lot of- all Sally. You get a lot of Sally, a lot of nightmare (laughs) stuff, a lot of kind of the same acts over and over again. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking, if I was a drag queen, I would do a, a lip sync. To her final scene, or like that—that big reveal, of when she's giving that exposition, just because it's so much fun. Yeah,
2: it's a great scene. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, the way she
3: delivers it is is really like wild, and it keeps ramping up Mm -hmm. to just like more and more insanity. I love it.
2: We were noticing, you know, when her character is supposed to have been killed by the horseman, but Michael Gambon ran away before he saw the horseman kill her. And so she comes out of – it's a dark room, and she walks towards the camera into the light, from the shadows into the light. And Christina Ricci sees her and screams. That shot where she comes out of the shadows into the light is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah! <laughs> some <laughs> really some good, good. – It's some good Chivo camera work. Yeah. This – this uh, Emmanuel Lubezki, who is this uh, director of photography in this movie, I mean, he works with Del Toro a lot. He works with Afonso Coron. Mm-hmm. A lot. He's multiple Oscar winner for... In RE2. He
1: like, shot all Birdman. Yeah. And I think that he kind of has really perfected the long, continuous take Yes. of that we might even cut this somehow, but it's going to
2: look like one long shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does that really well. Yes. Yeah. So there's some, there's some amazing camera work in this Yeah, movie. it's just a beautiful film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about Ray Park... And his, like, amazing stunt work in this
1: movie. Ooh, do Google searches of Ray Park as the Headless Horseman.
2: Yeah. When you can actually see his, it is some, see him in the costume. It is some, yeah. like, rough trade. It's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray Park was a good-looking dude. Um, oh, he still is. Uh, but there's some, like... We talked also about the violence and the gore in this movie. There's straight up a little kid that gets killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: <laughs> hmm Yeah. Just just murder that when little redheaded child when you see a, a child on film you're like well they're never gonna kill the kid yes and they just yeah. murdered this kid
2: yeah rips them out from like the sub floor it's kind of a cleverly directed scene oh, because you get it so you get well. it shot from
1: yeah. uh the basement from yeah. the cellar mm-hmm. and his mother's eyes that go right in the crack yeah and then when you see the horseman walk out and then he stops. Yeah. You're like, oh, he made it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And he stops and turns around. And then opens up and finds the kid. And yeah, the how the shot, how that scene ends yeah. is him putting the head in his bag. And so you don't head. see it. Yeah. But you know, oh, man. that You little see a little bit of red hair. Yep. That little kid red. almost yeah. got away.
2: Yeah. I love this family. It's the Killians. She's the midwife. He is like, I don't know what his job is. And then there's their little child. And then... Like, I, I don't know who that actor is, but I, I thought he looked familiar, but mm-hmm. I'm not
3: sure. I just um, love the, the just boldness of a headless man with weapons walks into your house. And you're like, I'm going to throw the chair at him.
2: Yeah, like, that dude down. was like, all right. He was like, I'm ready to
3: fight. <laughs> Let's get like, down, he was, man. Like, yeah. he was ready to go. Yeah,
2: yeah, he was it. awesome.
3: <laughs> One of the things that I – re-watching this movie that I, I loved is I have never – been like grossed out really by gore but there are scenes mm-hmm. where you know they're trying to gross you yes, out yeah and with this movie the scene where they're trying to gross you out is when they're Cutting into a tree, yes, yeah, not not Mm -hmm. even a body. But that that tree scene is so gross because there's blood shooting in his face and the squishy noises, the noises, yeah. And
2: then he rips pieces off the tree, and it almost looks like like, like, suctiony, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. And and you
3: get that almost three D shot of the heads going right right towards you, (laughs)
2: yeah, yeah. A lot of lot of jump scares in this movie.
1: Do we want to talk a little bit about Lisa Marie? So I definitely remember watching a movie like Mars Attacks, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it was my favorite. Mm -hmm. And for some odd reason, like, I was not taken with how beautiful Lisa Marie is in Mars Attacks. But I remember sitting in the theater watching this movie just being like, who is that woman? Yeah. Who is that woman that we saw in the TV spots? Because I remember she was Mm -hmm. cut in the TV ads of this movie. She She was was all all over the marketing of this movie, of her, um, like, beckoning to him with the flower, Mm -hmm. her, like being lifted off the ground in the forest. And I just remember being obsessed with her. Yeah. In this absolutely. movie. Just thinking that she is stunning.
2: Yeah. And this little boy actor who has no business playing young Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he was. <laughs> the, the
3: like mildly ethnic yeah. round cheeked child. <laughs> totally. It looks nothing like he could be no, Johnny Depp. Not at all. <laughs> I remember
2: being a
1: little confused by the backstory when I was in high school thinking yeah. like, so is the headless horseman his dad?
2: Well, they do shots where he Mm -hmm. walks away and the way his big cloak is on him, it looks like he has no head from behind. Yeah. And all of that. But, um, so she's like a witch Mm -hmm. and his father's like a judge or something and he finds out that she's doing witchcraft. So he puts her in the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Hmm. Which is the Iron Maiden kind of like apocryphal. Like is it even, like did they like is it one of those things where they're like we don't even know if that's real? Yeah, I, don't, I think they made that up.
3: <laughs> I always wonder too. When he saw his mother in there and he fell back, how hard did he hit those spikes? Yeah, to so still have Gemma scars in. like mm-hmm. that look. I mean, not fresh, but you can see the like little circles. They look like, pretty fresh. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Which that's another thing. That torture device that he that the chair, the spiked chair. Just that room full of torture devices. Mm-hmm. Some real just, Spanish Inquisition shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah totally, totally. Um, but yeah, those those scenes though, they're like super. I mean, they're they're flashbacks. They're almost like dream sequences in Nicobod's head, um, and so they're they, shot so cool.
3: Yeah, and all because they're dream sequences, things like the blood and stuff like it could all be just like this like wild memory of a yes. child. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it could be you know why they're exaggerated. Yes,
2: and the 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 judge walking away and the head not being there and all that um but yeah just her in this in this room and there's like snow and there's like pink flowers and yeah. all the, all that imagery and she's in this like blue dress Again, with the heaving bosoms. Mm-hmm. Gotta <laughs> have it. A lot of heaving Gotta bosoms in this movie. Gotta have it. <laughs>
3: it's, a, it's a classic mark of like a, a good horror film. Yes. Especially those little hor- hammer films.
2: Absolutely. I right.
3: just recently watched for the first time Dracula Dead and Loving It. Speaking of cleavage. <laughs> I, I saw you post about that movie. I, I could not bring myself to watch that movie. Oh like someone who loves Dracula yeah. and like horror films. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> film. How to hold up. Uh, it, was, it was enjoyable. It was okay. really fun. I found okay. myself laughing. And just like good. speaking of just like
2: heaving oh, cleavage,
3: yeah. it's all
2: over that movie. <laughs> all over. Is uh, Amy Yazbek from Robin Hood Men in Tights, is she in that? She is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. With her
3: Wings co-star, <laughs> uh, Stephen. Weber. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> I <forgot Weber laughs> about that. Who does, does Steven Weber play? He plays uh, Harker. Okay. He's okay. Harker. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it was fun right. though. Yeah, maybe
2: we'll have to watch it. We'll find. it, We'll track yep. it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll track it down. I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula also has a very Hammer kind of feel to it, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, especially the sets and the way it's filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what I thought they were spoofing with Dracula Den loving it. But watching it, it feels like an old Hammer film okay. that they're spoofing. Right. I think that's maybe why I never watched it because I love Coppola's. Dracula sure. so much, yeah. I was like, I don't want to see it made fun of. It's, <laughs> it's art. And like, yeah, you know, totally. <laughs> so I finally got around to watching it. It was fun. Yeah.
2: Okay. But yeah, Mel Brooks probably had that sensibility of like, these are the type of movies. that I'm Exactly. In.
3: It yeah. would have been interesting
1: had Paramount not got Tim Burton, if they would uh-huh. have had Francis Ford Coppola do this movie. Yeah. I mean, it would probably look very, very different, but I could see the aesthetic of something like *Bronx Stoker's Dracula put on a property like sleepy hollow oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that it would have worked
2: yeah absolutely i feel mm-hmm. like they're kind of yeah they're they have a, a visual connection
3: yeah was he so su- was he the supposed to be the director before this or
2: i mean american
1: zoetrope produced it okay. which and, is uh which is francis ford coppola's production oh. company yeah okay
0: mm-hmm.
2: and american zoetrope has hasn't really produced any other burton movies no right, so that's why it kind of stands oh, out. Interesting. Like maybe okay. I also don't think that attached. Tim
1: Burton works with Paramount a lot. I don't right. know. Doesn't mm-hmm. usually work with. Usually works He's with a, Warner, Brothers Warner Brothers a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Warner so. Brothers and Disney
2: now. Mm, yeah, Yeah. No yep. Yeah. 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 Um. You mentioned the Christina Ricci like. She shows up early on. Yeah. Doesn't really have a lot to do for a good while. Yeah, I remember watching it and just thinking like, huh,
1: like we are well over thirty minutes of this movie and you are hardly seeing Christina in this movie.
2: Yeah. But when she does come in, she's got she's got some good stuff
1: towards towards the she's end. She's doing some fine accent work. <laughs> I think that for somebody like Christina Ricci, who probably doesn't do a lot of movie accents, yeah. a role like this was probably very, very Challenging that she yeah. she did probably have to work her ass off for a role like this because yeah. it's not really I mean, in her wheelhouse to do this type of character or accents.
3: But I wonder who chose that she had to have an accent,
2: right? Yeah, because
3: we were talking about the accents mm-hmm. earlier. Like Johnny Depp is clearly doing one. Miranda mm-hmm. Richardson is not. Like like the accent work. Like I'm I'm curious as to why who had one and and why.
2: Yeah, or if we just let them make these choices. Yeah, if that... Tim
3: Burton was like. Bring your character out. What yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think that maybe like the dialogue too, kind of like informed how she wanted to speak because sure. it's very specific. Yeah. The way her character talks, it's very like proper and and uh, okay. So for, so Katrina's
1: character lived in the house that Miranda Richardson and her sister and her mother lived at, and uh, they were kicked out uh, at uh, right.
2: I think that. No, Mer- well...
3: Well, when they go back to the burned house, <laughs> I thought that was she sees the Archer house with the archer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and
2: that's Miranda
1: Richardson's yeah, last name. Because
3: they were the archers, yeah.
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> when Christina Ricci's mother died, her father, Dumbledore two married Miranda Richardson. Yes. Which, Shh. Mm-hmm. But where did they... And Miranda they Richardson
1: was infiltrating this family... For this whole master plan. Right. So they moved into her house. I'm just trying to like just <laughs> yeah, kind of no put way. into words the last <laughs> yeah. act of this movie. There's I just no need way. to do like a audio grab of Miranda Richardson explaining the plot of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. But that's one of those things that even though there is kind of – there's – clunky elements of the story going around the rest of the movie comes together so beautifully that you just really don't care yeah that like you feel like this isn't really a movie that i have to think too hard about the story yeah just because it's all just a vehicle for the performances and the visuals yeah
2: that big showdown in the church after dumbledore 2 gets like impaled, and pulled out the Great scene.
3: Great scene. Yep. Where they all just kind of break down and start killing each other. Yes.
2: (laughs) Well, there's that final shot when the scene is over. Katrina has fainted. She's lying on the ground. And the shot is from above looking down. And it's this crane and slowly pans over all the, like, carnage.
3: And it's a really
2: beautiful shot. You know? She's up on this pulpit that's in this, like you know tr- this crazy triangle shape and she's like passed out and then it goes in like the blood and it's just it's so cool and just well composed and like beautiful and it was like a music video yeah it's
3: not a lot of shots like that you see in Tim Burton films. no yeah, yeah definitely yeah something yeah. new mm-hmm.
2: which makes me wonder if it was the cinematographer yeah or I'm, sh- yeah. I'm yeah. sure yeah. it was probably Chivo's yeah, idea he was just like I got it mm-hmm. you know um yeah, that scene is wild. for so long because they do all just start the whole town him. just
3: falls apart. <laughs> yeah. right Yeah,
2: well, that's when all the you know every, all the secrets start coming out. So. Why didn't
3: they just stay in the church?
2: He That's what I'm saying. Church, Why are they even the bothering shooting at him? They say clearly he he, he can't, can't come cross. in. He
3: can't cross. Like just stay in the church. Just hang out. In oh, there. so oh, I'll just, he'll just make a spear and get one guy <laughs> through the window. He can't spear everybody. Stay just away from the, the windows.
2: <laughs> can't spear us all i love that moment too
3: big speech and then just just fence Boom. post right through the chest love it love yeah it. with that bright red blood
2: oh man seriously oh, so good how do they do that too because it like comes mm-hmm. and maybe that was a cg like a crazy morph or something but that is nuts maybe
3: yeah because it, it it was very unexpected it just yeah. it looked great
2: yeah yeah really i also cool. wonder
3: how strong pre-death headless horseman is Yes. He's cutting heads off left and right. Now when he comes back, I get it. He's a supernatural creature. But that But the flashbacks, flashback, he is just lopping heads off. There's a lot of bone and muscle in there. Oh yeah. It's like that no
2: guy's strong. He's just seem he's out of his mind. He could do it in one in with with yeah. one arm. It yeah. looked
3: like tissue paper. Just oh yeah.
1: Head totally.
2: off. We love uh
1: Christopher Walken's teeth that he's wearing these like these, these inserts. Like, these, yeah. like, insert Halloween store. They're almost like red lips.
3: Like the full denture.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there were some shots down. where it looked like it was the top and the bottom and the black in between as just one piece. Like they piece just he was mm- biting onto that biting, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that looks like that. And, yeah. like, wax lips material. <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe they just didn't anticipate, you know, 50-inch yeah. HD TVs. I don't know. But it, it all or paid
3: or- off in the end when he... When he gave her that kiss. Oh, man. I love the smooch. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Just the blood. The bright red blood.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the scene where he catches the skull and palms it. And then puts it on, and like the CG muscles and gore, like making his yeah. But I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe those old Hammer movies would have done something like that if they could have. Sure,
1: oh (laughs) sure, yeah. (laughs) If it was in the room, in the budget, yeah, yep, and they could do effects like that. I think, I think that would have worked,
2: and uh, it, it looked good. Yeah, it looks the, cool. The, the
3: only The only part of that I hated though was where he comes, where he goes down, out of out a shot, mm-hmm. and he comes back and he goes. Bleh! Yeah, like yeah it's a big scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, something else seemed like it could have been like a three D gimmick. Yes, yeah.
2: I thought that was a little Tim Burtony. It looked a little Mars Attacks. Oh, the way the yeah. eyes yeah, popped yeah. out of the skull, I was yeah. like, okay, that was a little. And I think that's Tim Burton trying to insert like some humor. Nobody like he here. always tries, you know, to be throw some funny in with the scary. Um, the behind the scenes stuff on this movie is great because it's just that classic image of Tim Burton in a beret and the beret yep, and the big, like blue tinted sunglasses Oh
3: god, <laughs> that 90s Tim Burton.
2: Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's a really easy Halloween costume. Just like, just like <laughs> grow out a goatee yeah. and throw, throw on a, a beret and some, some blue tinted glasses. I'm Tim Burton.
1: You mentioned kind of some humor injected in this movie. Miranda Richardson has some good Elvira one-liners,
2: <laughs> like "Watch your head." Watch your head. <laughs> yeah, that is great. All that shit in that windmill is so cool. Yeah,
3: yeah, I love that windmill set too. Yeah, it reminds me of like beautiful. an old, like an old uh, Frankenstein film. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I thought of. I definitely thought of
1: Frankenstein. I also, when we rewatched the cartoon last night, there's a there's a beautiful background of a of a windmill in mm-hmm. that movie mm-hmm. kind of another kind of that it works well, with the material. Yeah, I was going to say that's yep. all part of the story mm-hmm.
2: being like th- this like Dutch settlement and mm-hmm. all that.
1: I also of course think of Frankenweenie. Yes. Which is also absolutely. like an homage mm-hmm. to Frankenstein. To Frankenstein yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, I have specific memory though of sitting in the theater next to my friend Damien and there's a shot when they're jumping on the sails of the windmill. And it's a wide shot of the whole windmill. And you see their bodies jump on the sails. And in the movie theater, just thinking, oh, my God, that looks crazy. Just yeah. like remembering how cool that looked to me. And thinking that the windmill was a miniature and seeing them jump on the sails, just like, oh, mm-hmm. they built that thing. Yeah. <laughs> they built that They whole built that thing, thing and, they, and they put stunt performers to jump yeah. on that, on that windmill. And then they blew it up. Blew it up, <laughs> unless the explosion is a miniature, which it very well could have been.
3: It could be probably but, easier to mm-hmm, film, but yeah. In case they screw it up, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: but that's something that in '99 they couldn't have done digital doubles and have it look that good. That's real. No, that's in no, camera. No, no. All of then, the then, all of the
1: chase scene with the horse is all on camera. That yeah. was probably a very complicated scene to shoot. That was uh, that probably took a long time.
2: And they're probably just going. Back and forth from one end to the other of that long, you know, uh, forest. Mm -hmm. Because they only had so much of it that they built. So they're like, okay, go one way. Now we're going to shoot it the other way. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're going to shoot it the other direction. So, yeah. um, You don't see stuff like that a lot anymore.
1: I mean, you don't really (laughs) see major Hollywood movies like this anymore, too. Yeah,
2: totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, it's just like this is a super old... Like, period. Like, yeah, it's horror. I mean... There's a Sleepy Hollow TV show. Yeah.
1: I hope that we get to the point where they just remade Little Women again. True. It's like, can we get another Dracula? Yeah, do you think? I mean, or Frankenstein? I don't know. Maybe.
3: I would hope. I would love to see. I mean, I think Dracula, they try every few years. Like, they did with the Dracula Untold mm-hmm. with Luke Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that long ago. Yeah. T- Ten years ago, maybe? If that. But, yeah, something like Frankenstein. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I don't want more Dracula films. <laughs> but something like Frankenstein. I'd love to see, like, a new version of Frankenstein. Yeah. There's, there's, like, a modern take. Or maybe even not so much a modern take. Like, something kind of like this. I'd like to see them pull back and start to do these, like, these like great sets. Something right. almost like paying homage to to, to Hammer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I
2: think uh, the Netflix Dracula. That was fantastic. Was really well yeah. done. And it's taking advantage of... And we talk about this all the time, you know, movies that in the nineties or in the two thousands were, were made and, you know, it was a single movie and it was really well done. But nowadays that's going to be a, a six episode, a nine episode series yeah. for streaming, you know, yeah. and Dracula was, was really well done, um, for netflix and i mean originally it was done for the bbc right yeah it was bbc
3: three or something like that and they mm-hmm. just made a deal with netflix and we got it here in america on netflix. yeah
2: so i feel like if something like that a frankenstein or a sleepy hollow were going to be done again now it's probably going to be a streaming miniseries and that's, and
3: that's fine because i feel like we're We're in such a great place with streaming services, and the quality of of what they're producing is so high. I remember whenever they announced The Walking Dead as a television series, I was so upset because I was like, "This needs to be a movie." Yeah, sure, because (laughs) it's it's so gory, it's so R. You can't put this on television. What they're season eleven. Yeah, that show's still kicking. (laughs) Numerous spinoffs. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like if you're going to do something like that and you're going to go for streaming, why not? I welcome it. It just means I'm going to get more time out of it. Just like Disney doing Obi-Wan. I wanted an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie so bad. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to make it a series. That means I'm getting more Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm fine. It's like (laughs) Like four movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Lengthwise. Yeah. So we'll see if they ever bring back something. I mean, I
1: guess that's where Tim Burton is going now because Wednesday Wednesday. is going to be a limited series for Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Have you heard the casting of that? I have not. So Morticia Adams, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Okay, and Gomez Louise Guzman. Oh, what? <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Very Louise Guzman kind of looks like okay. the drawing of Gomez. He
2: does, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I like I like the little Louise Guzman voice. I know. I just I love I, Louise Guzman. In my
3: head, it, it'll always be. I mean, I the the Adam family on television was fine. It was a little before my time, but mm-hmm. in my head, it's it's always Raúl Julián. Raúl Julián and yeah. yeah. Angelica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and we have. Uh, mixed feelings about the Rob Zombie Monsters movie.
1: I don't think this Rob Wait, Zombie Monsters movie is I ever actually going to happen.
3: I honestly don't think half of the Rob Zombie movies are going to happen. Right. Cuz there's so many he's movies posting, that he was he's posting, he's to posting shit online of it, but okay. I, I don't belie- go in, go on his yeah. Instagram right okay. now. The house
2: is complete. I'll I'll take a look. So he's somewhere in in Prague building an entire Mockingbird Heights. But that's completely
3: in his wheelhouse though. I mean his his music, his whole aesthetic, it's like it's monsters. It's
2: Yeah, yeah. I I agree. And I'm thinking that it's going to be in the vein of the Adams Family movie, where it's sure. a very direct yep. Do you think kind the studios lift. will try
3: to rein him in? Yeah. Like they did with like they did with Halloween? And they're like, well, this was a huge success. Go ahead and make a sequel. And he goes, all right. And then he just kind of went nuts yeah. with that sequel. Yeah. And it felt nothing like the first film. No,
1: I was thinking the other day, trying to think, he can't cast his wife as Lily. He's, like, oh, sorry, but he's gonna, he's gonna I, know try. That, I know that he can <laughs> and he's going to try. But I feel like Lily needs to be more of a comedian. I think Jamie Presley
3: oh.
2: would be a
1: really good Lily Munster.
2: Okay. Very interesting choice. We'll we'll see what Sherry Moon Zombie has to say about that. Mm-hmm.
1: She'll be, like, writing us angry DMs.
2: I know. Mm-hmm. How dare you? There, I saw a meme the other day, and it was, like, it was a poster, and it said, Rob Zombie's Jaws, and it was just, it was the Jaws poster, but Sherry Moon Zombie, like, <laughs> under her face underwater. <laughs>
3: He, has he made a movie without her? I don't think he has. I don't know. <laughs> I think I Halloween know. too, but no, she was in flashbacks. Never mind. Oh, yeah, she was like an she's... ethereal spirit in that film. For some reason, yeah. I don't know. I still ha- don't understand what Halloween. happened. That
2: she was weekend. Michael's mother. Yes, she no, was okay. in the
3: first one. She was. I don't, too I don't. weird. I still don't think yeah. I understand Halloween 2.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: So we'll see if the monster is to. Halloween 2 was on
1: AMC the other night, and we watched about five seconds of it, and I'm just like, this movie is nuts. <laughs> um, I always try to be casually optimistic about Tim Burton. Like I mentioned yes. before. I I fully get the argument that Tim Burton has lost a lot of its luster, and there is some truth behind it, but I still want to root for Tim Burton. I mean, he is sort of the auteur director that you just latch on to as a young person, and I mean, he's made some great fucking movies. Yeah. So I know that he has great stuff left in him because yeah, it's absolutely. Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah.
3: Every, anybody can say, oh, fuck Tim Burton, but I guarantee you there's... A, a couple Tim Burton movies that person loves. Oh, yeah. Loves. Yeah, totally. So, you know, get over it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, I'm kind of up and down on Tim Burton, but I don't stray, like, away from him. I'll watch it. He's always like, even if I don't go to, like, theaters or something, I'll eventually, like, give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Because Tim Burton always brings something kind of original and fun to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Dumbo? Uh, I did see Dumbo, yeah. And, like, Dumbo, it's yeah. it's just a solid family movie. Yeah. It's nothing, like, fantastic, Mm -hmm. but it's got some pretty decent performances, and it's a good, like, kind of fun movie. Beautiful
2: visuals, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. He's got – he comes from this uh, art background, you know, this illustrator background, so he knows how to make these great visuals, you know. Mm -hmm. When you watch Waking Sleeping Beauty – on Disney plus and there's those home movies and they're walking around the Disney animation studios. You see, in you 1987 see Tim. and yeah. they're like, Hey Tim Burton. And this child turns yeah. around. <laughs> You're just like, Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. He's been, you know, he's, he's an artist. Mm-hmm.
3: And I feel like <laughs> Tim Burton does these big studio films. And in between these big studio films, he'll just kind of, Slide one in there. That's for him. Yeah, and those are usually some of his his best films. Like for me, that movie is Big Fish. I love yeah. Big Fish. Big Fish Absolutely. is beautifully shot, beautifully acted. Mm-hmm. It's emotional. It's just a. It's a great film. Gets mm-hmm. you at the end every yeah. time. Every yep. time. <laughs> every time. Ed
2: Wood too. Ed Wood is another one. So good. It's just like it's got some really great dramatic beats to it. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's smart. Watched,
3: rewatched Big Fish not that long ago, and Allison. Uh, Said, have you ever seen Young Albert Finney? He was hot, and then we just went down he this lo- whole Young Albert Finney. He looks like Ewan McGregor. He looks like yeah. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah, so, crazy. Uh-huh. so then we just started watching all these Young Albert Finney movies. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah.
2: Good looking <laughs> um, guy too. Yeah. Big Fish for the longest time was not on streaming, and it just popped up. So now it's oh. it's on Amazon Prime, and I believe Hulu. So if okay, you don't own to, it. We need to do a revisit of it. There's a HD transfer of Big Fish uh, streaming for you. I love Missy Pyle in that movie. Missy
1: Pyle, great. Yeah. Okay, so also, I'm going to probably get angry uh, DMs for this statement. I don't mind his Trail in the Chocolate Factory. I think it is very charming. <laughs> oh, hot take. Hot and take. I think that it captures. I, it. I, bought it I think closet. it captures the story and the tone of the book very beautifully. Can you imagine a world
3: where that movie was made with Marilyn Manson?
2: Right, Ooh. I remember all that. Talk.
1: And also, yeah. it was it was Tim. <laughs> it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And also, there was that Alice in Wonderland movie yeah. that just sort like of Marilyn haunted, Manson that, that was, just sort like, of haunted yeah. the internet. He was attached,
2: I didn't know he was to, attached yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I think he was going to do like an American McGee. Oh, okay. Kind like, of take on it, yeah, or even an adaptation like oh, okay. a straight up American McGee's Alice in Wonderland. I think
3: about how different Charlie and the Chocolate Factory would have been with Man- Marilyn yeah. Manson in that role. Would have been wild. Well, absolutely. have
1: you read about the new Charlie in the Chocolate Factory prequel? Yeah,
3: so they're shooting it right now. It's with Timothy Chalamet. Oh, it's it the Willy Wonka backstory. That's right. They yeah they announced they were doing it, and they're like, oh, here's our cast, and we're filming. Like yep. they did it all in like one day. They're like, and Olivia
1: Colman and Sally Hawkins have already signed on.
3: You think? It, I think it's so strange that Timothy Chalamet is playing Charlie, or not Charlie, uh, of Willy Wonka. Sure, okay. because it's it's so funny to me because he played Edward Scissorhands' son. In those, in those Super commercials, commercials. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now he's playing another young Johnny Depp and Well, in I
2: mean, a lot of the shots of this movie, I was looking at his hair and I was like, that's Chalamet oh, yeah. hair. He's
3: got that Chalamet hair. totally
2: a Chalamet hair. Chalamet I mean, hair. I he's, sort it's of,
1: crazy. I guess he's just picking up the torch of
3: Johnny Depp.
2: Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, Johnny Depp's laying low. Somebody's got to fill yeah. that void.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean... Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on.
1: <laughs> there's a lot going on in this movie, and I think that it fits the format of the show because the movie just has these just wonderfully campy performances. I think I think about Miranda Richardson in this movie at least once a week. <laughs> I think of her in that fucking spiderweb dress. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: really cool. She's iconic. Very a very funny lady. She she yeah. she's got some really some really good comedic chops, but yeah, I mean this movie. It's it's the thing about it because it's this period movie. It it is kind of timeless, you know. Like yeah. the effects don't real. It's not like oh the overuse of CGI. It's not like it doesn't go into that like Brothers Grimm territory. Yeah, yeah. that just feels super.
1: Date is. I was just texting you about the br- about the Brothers yeah. Grimm the other day because I was I was at the laundromat and I think that there's a whole like subcategory of movies that are only shown on laundromat television. <laughs> it should be something on like Amazon Prime or Netflix, like a yeah. subcategory. Yeah. It's like the That's Brothers
3: a- Grimm that I had not thought of yeah. in years. Yeah. I saw that movie once and just never looked back. Same. I
1: saw but- it in the theater and I was so excited to see it.
3: I, I and like, I was so let down by it. It's mm. easy to get excited thinking about the premise of the film and who stars in the film. Yeah. And it's it just just like, Monica oh,
2: Bellucci. Yeah. Oh, waste. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's uh movies like this can easily veer into that territory, yeah. you yeah. know. Um I actually kind of like the Hansel and Gretel with Funka Johnson. Yeah, it's
3: fun. Oh yeah. It's kind we of We own fun. it in three D. I I keep scrolling through like streaming services and I see it and I'm like should I rewatch? There's some, <laughs> the makeup effects at the end of the, or
1: when you see like all of the witches the come witches, together yeah, yeah. are kind of cool. Yeah. I might have to revisit yeah. that because
3: I think I only watched it once and I wasn't super impressed. Yeah. Maybe I've got enough time. Yeah, I can enjoy it for what it
2: is. And 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 that's the thing. There's certain kinds of movies that are this kind of uh, maybe period or kind of spooky. And I don't know. They can be a little bit forgettable. Uh, but this movie, I don't know. Something maybe it's just got that. 1999 like magic mm-hmm. that 99 mojo there's
3: something such in the water a, such a great year yeah yep. and it's just sticking did ever, around did you read the book
2: scott has yeah i have yeah yeah uh-huh. i have not,
3: yeah yep the best movie year ever yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but
2: um it's it's really nice true book. and this movie is another is another shining example of that and tim burton while not perfect uh i i stand by a lot of his sure the big hits Edward hands, get out of here. Yeah. You were <laughs> watching a little bit of
1: Mars Attacks on the plane was, the other day. I was, watching Mars Attacks on the plane. And I'm just like, damn, I I Mars Attacks. Time. So, yeah. so underrated of his career.
3: It's such a kooky film. Yeah. It's so wild and out there. And there's so many great, just like this film, there's so many great performers yeah. giving great performances. Yeah.
2: It's, it's smarter than it looks on paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like on paper, it's just like, what? But then when you watch it, you're like, oh, I get it. And I'd also, see what they're doing
1: that there. movie, like Miranda Richardson, Lisa Marie... Pretty much just doing a drag character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. I feel like we have seen a drag performance at the bar yeah. <laughs> and they did a Mars Attacks look. Yeah.
2: I've seen Sharon Needles. Mars and you didn't Attacks know look.
1: which bathroom she was going to go in the men's or the women's. Do you remember that? No.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs>
1: Uh, she was like doing one. the walk, and she started walking to the men's bathroom, uh. to the women's bathroom. <laughs> yeah,
2: mm-hmm. that's amazing. I love it. Well, I mean, I think it's time to wrap this baby up. It was so fun to this share this out. fun <laughs> spooky movie with you, Billy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for
3: having me on. I mean, it's my favorite time of the year. I love to just talk spooky things, and this movie is fantastic. Yeah. And it's a good time. Everybody should watch it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It is definitely the spooky time, even though it is still uh, a freaking scorcher today oh god. yeah but hopefully fingers crossed last scorching weekend i'm ready for <laughs> 2021 i'm ready for the sweater weather yeah sweater, sweater, sweater. weather sweater weather <laughs> oh thank god yeah but uh, thank you so much for coming on man this was oh, this was thank uh, you
3: for having me it's yeah a blast always
2: oh yeah definitely lots lots of fun and i can't unlock my ipad <laughs> <laughs> there it is all right, until uh, until we meet again, we'll have you on soon, but thanks so much, Billy. Bye. Bye. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Another fun episode. We We love Sleepy Hollow. We we have
1: we have a really fun movie next week. I'm excited to talk about it.
2: Ooh, cool! That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I forgot what it is, so it'll be a nice surprise when I record it. (laughs) 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 Uh, I think it is time time to talk about Patreon shoutouts. Awesome patrons. (laughs) We have a brand new patron, Travis. Thanks, Travis. Thank you so much, Travis, for joining the Patreon, joining the conversation. Travis actually brought up something that I had completely slipped my mind. And um, if you are a patron and you're following along with us on Patreon and you want to listen to our commentary tracks or our additional – some of the episodes have uh, additional minutes included. Those are listed on Patreon as well. Uh, You know, the Patreon app is great. Sometimes it's a little (laughs) clunky to navigate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is you can look for a Patreon-specific. Everybody gets a unique RSS feed from Patreon on the app that you can uh, take to Apple Podcasts. You can take it to um, Spotify, uh, whatever podcast listening apps that you use. Most of them have an option to upload this uh, RSS feed so that you can listen to... Uh, any of our Patreon audio tracks directly on your phone through your podcast listening app and not through the Patreon app, which sometimes can be buggy or a little baloney, as we like to call it. So, um, patrons, you should have gotten an email, which included your unique RSS feed for the Patreon. And uh, if not, if you can't find it, you can go into uh, – click on Movies That Made Us Gay and uh, on Patreon, and there should be a button – uh, to the right, it says like my podcast or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can you can reach out to me directly, and I can uh, navigate you through it. But it's pretty simple. It's quick and easy, and. Um yeah, a lot of fun so check that out. But we also have some other patrons that we'd like to say hello to. Uh, also our other new patron, very new to the to the Patreon family that is uh our different SB as well as Nicole, Sean, Barry, JJ, Brandon, Layton, Shelby, Merle, Charlie, Heather, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emily, Aaron Melinda and Jim, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine and Rufino. Thank you for being As always, everybody, thank you so Thanks much
1: so for much. joining the Patreon. We're going to have some fun stuff in October. We're going to do a few more commentaries than normal just because we watch we watch movies a
2: lot in October, so we might as well record ourselves watching them yes indeed so there's going to be a new one fairly soon so keep uh, an eye out for that so head on over patreon.com slash movies that made us gay we'd also love it if you would rate and review us on apple podcasts uh give us five stars you know the drill there you know the drill uh you can find the show on social media as any and all social you know nonsense at movies that made us gay on instagram and facebook we're also on twitter at Pod, Yes, indeed. Uh, you can check out me. My name is Pete. I am on uh, Facebook. No, not Facebook. I am on Facebook, but don't find me there. I'm boring. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. And I'm
1: Oscar Scott on Twitter, Scott Young Baller on Instagram, and just Scott Young Bauer
2: on Letter yes, See what indeed. I'm watching. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Until next week, everybody, uh, have a great Halloween season. We'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye.